Welcome to the Fireside Chat, 86.5 The Vibe. Vibe. Welcome back. It's your boy Jackie C. And Shade. The leader of the Shady Gang, the shadiest gang east east of of the the Mississippi. Mississippi. Also the CEO of Shady Gang Enterprises, Shady Gang Incorporated, and Shady Gang International. Shady Gang Entertainment and the like. You'll be able to buy stock in it soon, don't worry. Very. It'd be on a penny Robin stock, Hood. but it's, it's on the way up. It'll be on the way up. That being said, those pink slips Shade, are how you get big, big. Shade, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready for uh, our two sentence horrors. What are two we're sentence I'm really horror. looking forward to? Today. I'm looking forward to that too. I'm doing well myself. I, folks, I want to tell you start setting a bedtime and make sure you get your proper sleep. It's going to catch up to you. It's going to aid. The older you will thank you. I promise you. That's the only thing I can say about my wellness is I'm super tired. But outside of that, it, it's honestly a pleasure to be alive. It always is. It's a, a pleasure, pleasure to be breathing. To be alive. That's nice. If you think hear. about it, most people aren't. Most people yeah, are no, under. Most statement. people at one point, like they were on the earth and now they're not anymore. And they're, you know, wherever. And there's, you know, seven billion of us here that get the pleasure of being alive at this time. No, you're not wrong. That's absolutely. That's a beautiful way of seeing it, Jay. Thank you, buddy. That being said, I hear you have a beautiful two-sentence horror for us. <laughs> beautiful is an a overstatement. Actually, you haven't heard this one. I decided to make it a surprise. I told you it was going to be one, but it's not. Yeah, so, so um, I haven't told the people. I guess I should tell them. The producers did. You know, I, I've never been benched a day in my life. That's probably because I didn't make the team. But the producers told me I'm being benched on two-sentence horror. They say that... Uh, they say that Shade is the man. Shade is going to take care of it. And I'm sure y'all are about to love this. You go rock it. You know it. Well, so this is more of a multiple sentence story, but it's still short. I'll keep it short. Keep it brief. Tell me how you like this one. So my daughter woke me around 1150 last night. My wife and I had picked her up from her friend Sally's birthday party brought her home, and put her to bed. My wife went into the bedroom to read while I fell asleep, watching the Braves game. Daddy, she whispered, tugging on my shirt sleeve, guess how old I'm going to be next month. I don't know, sweetie, I said as I slipped on my glasses. How old? She smiled and held up four fingers. It's 7.30 now. My wife and I have been up with her for almost eight hours, and she still refuses to tell us where she got them. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, that's... (laughs) That's really good. Yeah, right? (laughs) I like that. That was clever. Beautiful. So... Today, uh, I wanted to challenge you guys, and I think I'll challenge you as well, Shape. I want you to think of two things you really liked about today. This is a little bit different than what you're grateful okay. for. Because some people would say, I'm grateful for my friends or my family or the roof over my head. I'm asking you to be very specific about two things that occurred today huh. that you liked. All right. Well, okay. You know what? So, um, so today is Friday, uh, at least for us in this time 
area of the world. Um, on Fridays, I have a student that uh, is very, very learned in music theory. Uh, we've been working together for at least the past like year and a half, two years. And every time we get together, we explore new musical concepts. And um, it's always, I don't know, it's revelating for me because it allows me an opportunity to really explore teaching at a much more in-depth kind of high class, almost like college level, essentially. And for me, that's always really, really nice. Like, I don't know, it kind of reinforces in me, not only do I know what I'm talking about, but I can help other people reach that same understanding. And for me, that's always just a beautiful moment. And um, we had another another lesson today that was just, I mean, as we usually do, but just fantastic, um, where we kind of, well, we, we dove into basically how do you compose um, music for films. But it was great. And then um, otherwise, I had a fantastic practice with my band today. We're getting ready for a Halloween show coming up um, on, well, specifically Halloween, October 31st at Moe's Peyton Place in Springfield, if you're interested. But, um, yeah, we've been kind of going over, you know, various things, like what, whether we're doing our, our cover songs or even, like, things like uh, like the Monster Mash or, like, Superstition, different things like that. And everybody's doing a fantastic job. And I just, I really appreciated that today. That was a good part of today. That's cool. I think... I think my the two things I liked about today was the first was my Chipotle bowl. Chipotle bowl. No, you you all have to think. A lot of y'all are probably like, oh, 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 that's funny. No, food has the opportunity to change and impact like your entire day. Like you could go like without eating or have a bad meal uh, or have to wait forever for your food. And suddenly, like, you're in a bad mood. But at the same time, it has the power to turn your day around. Like, I didn't eat during the school day today, so I ate after school at, like, 3. And it was the first time I had eaten all day. And just the way the bowl hit, like, it was it, it's beautiful. Every time I eat, you know, I think to myself, like, the taste and stuff. I'm not like a – I don't know if you all saw Ratatouille, but all the different taste combinations that come together, I just – it's really something – that's beautiful about being alive. And then today I also went on a little walk at night and, you know, during the pandemic, one thing that's occurred a lot is less car traffic and because of that less pollution. And so seeing, you know, the moon and the stars and how, beautiful like the night was the temperature yeah. was right the feeling on it just like i said it, it make you happy to be alive and i really do believe like if you look at the little things your food or even the gift of sight like everything that you're seeing i think you know you definitely find something to be happy about so i would challenge you on that one that being said our producers want us to announce we're going to have a debate episode tomorrow we're going to go over both town halls uh the things that were similar, the things that were different, and the things that stay the same. Speaking of the things that stay the same, the news item of the day is Hunter Biden's laptop. 
So if I was making a Venn diagram with Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I would put in the center that they're both corrupt. Hunter Biden, I guess, you know, introduced his dad, Ukrainian president, uh, all that good stuff. I encourage you all to look it up and read it because there's a lot to like everything on the laptop. And it is an unfortunate invasion of privacy. I will say that much, too. Um, but, yes, I would definitely put corrupt in there. But the one thing I would say is, like, I don't know Trump personally, but from the way, and obviously, you know, the way he carries himself publicly is more likely than not just an act. But one thing I will say about Joe Biden is his son on his laptop had texted his dad, Hunter Biden texted Joe, and he said, you know, I'm a, I'm a messed up addict who can't be trusted. Just, you know, leave me behind. And his dad said, his dad replied, Good morning, my beautiful son. I miss and I love you, Dad. And it was just, you know, he said, when you feel, when you can and you feel like it, you can call me. Positive, my text, etc. Target, I love you. And so, it's really, it's really a beautiful thing to see, you know, like Joe Biden said on that debate stage, you know, that's my son. I love him and I'm proud of him. I don't mean to be a sucker, but I don't know how you feel, Shade. No, I I completely agree. So, yeah, I would encourage you all to look into the lab. There's a lot to it. There's, you know, some light moments. There's some moments that raise question marks and make us scratch our heads. But no, Hunter Biden was meeting with folks in Ukraine and Donald Trump Jr. was meeting folks, Russian folks in America. So one way or another, corruption is in the Venn diagram. It's smack in the center, smack in the center. That being said, Shade, we got an interesting poli sci question I wanted to ask you. Okay, absolutely. Should people who spread COVID be charged with a crime? Ooh, (laughs) good question. You know, honestly, I have to say, so anytime it comes to a law, anytime it comes to justice, it is highly dependent. Um, it, It depends on the situation. Is it malicious intent? Do you know that you have COVID? Do you know you are, like, Doing, you have symptoms, you're showing symptoms, and you're going to a public place, not social distancing, and you don't have a mask. Like, are are you knowingly spreading COVID? Like, are you attacking people? Because at that point, it's assault. Or are you, you know, just trying to get your last meal? Are you, you know, or not last meal? That's a little bit of an overstatement, but trying to get, like, you know, some food, you're social distancing, you're wearing a mask, you're just at the store because you absolutely need to get some cold medicine, some ibuprofen, and some freaking chicken soup. And you're just like, look, I am trying to stay away. I'm trying to stay alive. And, like, I just can't afford to go to the hospital right now. Because that's not really malicious intent, you know? Like, you're not you're not assaulting anyone. You're just trying to stay alive. And... I mean, honestly, at that point, you really need to go to the hospital. 
If you know that you're showing symptoms of having COVID-19, you need to go to the hospital. That's end all be all what you need to do. But I don't think that everybody deserves to be charged with a crime. It kind of depends more on like, well, what are you doing? How much of a danger are you being? And do you know what it is that you're doing? I don't know. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I would agree with you. It it has a lot to do with the intent. But even then, you know, I, I question and I understand COVID isn't like a, a normal disease. But I just question like like the flu or like when like stuff like that goes around. Like nobody's ever been charged with assault or anything for that. And folks have gone around. They've known they've been sick and spread it. And the flu kills people too. And so I guess I would be curious to know if there's ever anybody who's been charged for spreading the flu to somebody and then it, you know, not or charged or maybe sued um, for well, spreading you, the flu to somebody. That's one thing I will say. I would imagine you possibly, that, you know, I would say you could possibly be sued, especially like intent. Right. That's what I'm, that's exactly what I was about to say. I would imagine like, Especially if, you know, someone is like, let's say OCD and you like sneeze on all of their stuff, for example, like that's, that's assault. You know that that's something that's going to emotionally screw with them, you know, like, and I would imagine even if that's never been a ruling, if that's something that anyone has ever done, that, that's a suable offense. That, that's, that's a form of assault. Would, you I think so? Well, yeah. I mean, you're basically it's it's sneezing, you know, a, wait, emotional sneezing around them or sneezing on them. I was saying sneezing on all their stuff. Like if you come into their office and just like like or like start licking all of their supplies, for example, knowing that they're like scrupulous, that they're OCD, and that they need everything to be super clean. Like like you know they're a germaphobe. Like if you knew that about a person and you just start intentionally being like i'm gonna germ up all your stuff like i would say that's assault well i would say that assault is like a physical thing on one's person so i would maybe or, or their I stuff would maybe argue a physical assault okay maybe it's vandalism I mean, that at that say, point maybe vandalism was what i was gonna say but but even then i would argue more so being a, being a jerk isn't well, but, necessarily you know, you know, against the law, so actually, unfortunately. You know what? Spreading germs onto their stuff is a physical assault on their person because they have to touch their stuff. So would you be then in favor of folks who spreading diseases intentionally? Like you send your if kid to school. If it's intentional, I think you, you should You send your be... kid to school and you know they're sick? If I mean, how many times know that happened that when we were kids? Sick. Our parents would be in jail. Both of them. Yeah, All they would. Like, but, but you know what? You can't send your kids to school when they're sick. You can't do that. You're, you're screwing everything up, man. You're making other people sick. It's not cool. No, it's definitely not. I think in these COVID times, we're beginning to, take, we're beginning to look at disease in a new light. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to get sick. 
Because I was going to say, two years ago, I don't think this would ever be a discussion. No, no. You want to sue never. me because I made you sick? What? Why? Yeah. Crazy I stuff. Know, it is kind of crazy. And then, like, the way the but flu goes around Again, in school, it's about so the like, intention. It's not, not so much just because you made me sick, so, but because you tried to make me sick. Like, that's, so, that's what awful. if there's no... Ill That's intention. biological warfare. If you what if me. what if there's no ill intention? What if there's negligence? Would you charge them with that? Negligence is a different story. Like blatant, like like sending your kid to school Maybe while they're you, sick. You didn't mean to get everybody sick. Maybe like, there should be levels. Maybe there should be levels. You should just be fined. For getting everybody sick accidentally. That's not a bad one. I might be able to. I think maybe the vast majority of Americans would go with that. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's not so bad. You don't have to be fine. Like, we don't know. But even then, like, I would say, like, you, how do you know who and where you got, like, contact tracing is, like, this new thing that we're struggling with to this day. Like, they have, like, this app they want you to download in Virginia that, like, on your phone and so like my phone and your phone come near each other we were in contact and then it'll see like how close our phones were and so if i get sick it'll notify you i don't like you. that at all well that, that's my point is they're trying all these ways to contact trace and it's like how are you gonna say you got it from me and maybe i got it from you or maybe like if everybody like in your school gets sick who was who was flu patient number one like when we look back like at like you know like schools and stuff like, when we were in school and the flu would go around, we never knew who patient one was. The flu was just there. Like, as far as I'm concerned, somebody breathed it in the air or something. Like, it just, the flu was a bird and it just flew by and I don't know. You see what I'm saying? No, I mean, for sure. I'm sure in, like, smaller towns, that's less of an issue. I'm sure you could probably even trace it back to the original person. Maybe even in a small town, depending on how small. But, um, I mean... The towns you don't want to be in when the sun goes down, like... Yep, you know, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, for real, like, um... You're absolutely right. It, it's pretty hard to contract uh, contact trace at this point. But, um, even without that, I, I think it's pretty important to at least deter people from sending people into public places that are sick. And if that means finding them, I think that would, that would be a good, good course of action. Yeah. I just, like I said, I would wonder how like in practice it would one hold up in court and two, I would wonder how it would. And most of our laws are like this, but disproportionately affect, uh, people of lower income and as as well as people of color. It probably would disproportionately affect people of lower income because they probably have fewer options but to go to places unknowingly carrying a, a virus of some sort. The lack, Lacking the health care. You might have, you know, two parents working who can't, you know, take a day off of their job. They had to send them to school for the, the child care. Yeah. Uh and so I wonder how I wonder how it would and then not just not even just that really cuz that's like the 
that's like how it would work in in theory but i'm talking about like in legal theory in practice you know you would have somebody wealthy who gets a great lawyer that's like well how do you know like this person the the where did we get where did i get it from do you trace it all the way back to the first person in do you trace it all the way back to the first person in china that caught it shade Do you trace it all the way back to the people in China who found who had it? You can't trace it all the way back to the people in China who had it. So that's it's that's impossible. my point. Is so you're gonna get in trouble for me, and I'm gonna get in trouble for you because to be fair, this is it's occurring because people are going out with it. In a lot of cases, they don't know they have it. Or they're showing symptoms, but symptoms are things like. A lot of the symptoms are common allergies. Like, how often do you sneeze or have a runny nose or cough, tired eyes? You see what I'm saying? For sure. So, I feel like legally, like, a good lawyer would go in there and be like, come on now, this is... And then the jury be sympathetic. But if you don't have the money for a good lawyer, I feel like you probably be in a lot of trouble that's uh, that's a pretty good point i mean it would be pretty hard to prove like anything and i mean at, at this point right now it's all kind of speculation our science isn't really good enough to really do that i i would say it would have to be only under the rulings of without a shadow of a doubt you got these people sick and that's like the only way that it could ever be done, which I think would probably be f- more few and far between as it would far be, as people goes. Well, like I said, definitely for wealthier folks with the lawyers to defend them. Because being charged with a crime is one thing, but the actual like conviction, like even traffic tickets, you can fight those in court. I wouldn't. I don't have the money for all that. I just unfortunately pay the ticket. And be mad, but let me let me ask you this then, in regards to holding people accountable for the spread of disease, should the United States government and the governments of the rest of the world hold China accountable for patient one? But we don't really know who patient one is. I... Th- I think they do, but even if they don't, we do know it started in China and it spread to every nation in the world. And China is China is in itself and as a country patient number one. So should we, like the governments of the world, should we hold China accountable? And if we do, how? So that's the problem is how do you hold an entire nation that has nothing to do with you accountable for anything? Uh, tariffs. Everybody. I uh, mean, these are all just like tariff on Chinese goods. Yes. Yeah. Sure. You could like punish them, but like, I mean, at that point, what are you really doing? That's not just like political. That's not. That's not really holding them accountable for causing COVID. It's just trying to change the economy. It's. It's. Well, no, I would argue you're setting a precedent that when a pandemic like this 
when it has the potential to spread that you as a nation, whichever nation is responsible for it, you have a obligation to contain it and notify other nations because China waited to notify people before it spreads. But, you know, like, they didn't really know what to do. This is, was totally new. I mean, I I don't blame them for not handling it correctly. Well, they have because... precedent from the Spanish flu. As a matter of fact, it's crazy that history is just repeating itself, literally. Sure, they had precedent from the Spanish flu, but who is alive from the Spanish flu right now that's in power in China. Well, that's the importance of learning your history. It repeats itself and you have to learn your yeah, lessons. Yeah, but from you know it. what? I can't and I can't so the Spanish I, flu is the same concept. I can't punish people just because they're foolish. Well, didn't you just say you wanted to punish people for being foolish with the No, I said specifically I didn't want people who were just being foolish to get punished. I said okay. people so who had it's malicious be intent. Malicious. Okay. And you don't think China had malicious intent? I don't think China had malicious intent. I think they screwed up. More likely than not. Yeah, I'll give it to you, probably. I think... Let me ask you this. What about the concept that they screwed up on purpose so they can be the first ones to make a vaccine? Now, that would be very different. Whichever country makes a working vaccine first has propelled themselves to a new level and stage as far as, like, world leadership goes. And at that point, we would call that biological warfare. So what would your response be? Well, that's obviously wrong. We have an entire convention against that exact topic. You cannot attack an entire world, nation, anything <laughs> using a disease for your own personal gain. That's biological no, warfare. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I am, I'm with you. I think the Chinese... I think that as with most people, we heard coronavirus and it was like hardy har har and... Then, like, it started spreading and killing people, and you started seeing, like, celebrities and stuff like that, you were like, oh, this is real. Like, I think my school school closed on March 13th, and I think I had heard about it, like, two or three weeks beforehand, but I didn't even start wearing a mask until it was mandated to in Virginia. I think they they made the law, like, starting in, like, May. It was, like, May 10th. So, like, for, like, six weeks into the pandemic, I wasn't wearing a mask. But, um, so, yeah, I would argue, I I agree with you. More likely than not, the Chinese just, you know, the science came and it came too late. The Chinese are listening now, and that's why, you know, they've recovered much better than we have. So is the whole world. So, that being said... Shade, we got a uh, a virtual dating plus topic as well. Great, my favorite topic. Your favorite marshmallow to roast. I hope you roast it well. We've been roasting a few marshmallows well tonight. Indeed. I like that. I like that responses to the challenge. I really hope you guys do that challenge at home. Two days or two things you liked about today. 
Maybe do two things you liked about yesterday, too. Just a thought. That being said, our virtual dating plus topic, how to know if she's jerking you around. Oh. oh. Which I guess, to be fair, you could turn that around and make that, you know, uh, how to know if you're being jerked around. That yeah. way, you know, it's not. Right. Anybody is being Yeah, I was going to say it's around. not exclusive to anybody. Right. I'll make it unisex. That's for sure. Um, no, that's, that's a really good question. How do you know if you're being jerked around? Well, you know, there are some obvious ones and there's some less obvious understandings that I would kind of want to touch on. The first one that, um, would be, well, if they don't seem genuinely interested in you and honestly, it's, it's again, uh, you know it when you see it kind of a thing. Like if they are more interested in their phone, if they're more interested and they're a friend, if they're more interested in themselves, if they're more interested in anything that's not really actually spending time with you, well, you're kind of um, kind of seeing someone showing their true colors at that point. You're, you're seeing someone who is trying to show you this is what they are interested in, is not you. And yeah, at that point, you're kind of being jerked around. Um, some other ideas. Um, anytime that that you go anywhere and they have to call all the shots. They make every single decision. It almost seems as though nothing that you think, no opinions that you have really seem to matter. It's really everything is about kind of them. At that point, honestly, you're being jerked around. You're kind of being led on and, in not the regular way, not in the they're trying to to lead you into some kind of trap, but more so in the they're just trying to kind of get all of their desires out of you, which is another form of kind of leading on. It's a little bit different than the regular, but both happen. Other things, things that are less obvious, let's even talk about. So, people that get directly out of a relationship, we often refer to this as the rebound idea. Um, when they just get out of a relationship, they're very sensitive. They're very, you know, confused even sometimes, or they just want to be, you know, either held, or they want to be understood, they want to be listened to, this or that anything really but they're in a place where they seem like they're receptive to like you know emotional understanding they seem like they're receptive to maybe even someone new because they're really honestly emotionally very raw they're kind of fragile in a way so all their emotions are bubbling to the top and they may even seem insane and do so many things that seem as though, yes, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. But the reality is, in their mind, they are still trying to pick themselves up. They're still putting themselves back together. So if you know in any way, hey, this person has just gotten out of a relationship, but they're trying to be with me, I'm not saying that they're absolutely leading you on, that they're jerking you around. But you might want to wait. 
you might want to get to know them first. Wait until they feel stable within themselves before jumping on doing anything with them. And you want to even explain to them most likely like, hey, I know you just got out of a relationship. Things are hard when you just got out of a relationship. I understand that. I am actually interested in you, but I don't want to do anything with you until you're feeling okay within yourself. No rebounds. Yeah, no rebounds. I don't know. Uh, do you have any maybe that you you tend to kind of see, Jay? Um, I agree with everything you said. I think, you know, I think I hate virtual dating plus. I really do. <laughs> you hate virtual dating plus? No, I do. A lot of y'all are probably like, really? No. I just, in the words of Bill Clinton, keep it simple, stupid. If you feel like you're being jerked around, you're probably being jerked around. And there's everything that we could tell you are things that you like, for example, like, oh, they take forever to text back. Well, what do they do for a living? Are they a doctor? Or uh, that's why I didn't that mention that or, one. That's very circumstantial. Or like, a, or like, uh, or like, do they cancel? Do they cancel dates? Canceling, uh, canceling hangouts. Again, circumstantial. I was going to say. So I would say. Keep it simple. You know if you're being used. You know. Like you bought up um, on cheating. You talked about how like a lot of your relationships had come from that. And nobody was using anybody there. Right? You know, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I hope not. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I hope you just say no, but that's that's my point. Is like with all of like the things like to quote unquote look out for, it is all circumstantial. It's one of those things where look at your circumstances. If you feel like you're being used, you're probably being used. If you look at your circumstances and you don't feel like you're being used, you're probably not being used. I hate to I hate to give I hate to give bad advice. I hate to give bad advice, but that's a hundred percent the truth. Like that's a hundred percent the truth. I I, I can't will honestly of, have to I can't disagree think of, with you there. I can't think of any way to know that you're definitively being jerked around that's not circumstantial. That's fair. And so you personally have to look at your circumstances. And make a decision for yourself. Keep it simple. Yeah. If you feel like if you feel you like you're could, being let me tell you, you something. If you feel like you're being jerked around, you're not getting what you need from the relationship in the first place. Keep it simple. Yeah, but and yeah, move on. But you know what? You could be getting jerked around and not be aware of it. And I think that that's what the question is really about is how do you know when you're getting jerked around when you are not aware of it? Wouldn't you have some type of question mark to ask the question in the first place? Like, hmm, I feel kind of like it not necessarily. Be like, I mean, I, what if I don't you're think in the happiest relationship around. of your life and you're going, "Oh man, but wait, what if this is all fake?" Ooh. And you just want some reassurance that it's not. <laughs> like, 
I can't give you reassurance on your relationships, guys. We don't we don't know you. We it's don't true. Know you. Like, it's <laughs> true. That's why I say I, virtual dating plus just makes me mad sometimes. Like <laughs> it does. Like how to tell if she's jerking you around? I don't know. Like I was gonna say I was well, talking to I was talking to a nurse. Ask me. <laughs> I was gonna say I was talking to a nurse and uh, at one point and like she couldn't text as often as the next person could. I didn't think she was jerking me around, but then, you know, if you have someone else who's texts you back, you know, five, six, I don't know, seven times a day, whatever, you know, like I said, I just feel like if you, like I said, if you feel like you're being jerked around, you're probably not getting what you need. It definitely helps to have deductive reasoning, like knowing that a nurse is not probably going to text as much as someone who doesn't have a job <laughs> like yeah like yeah you know, i was gonna like, say no yep having like that's what i'm saying like i don't i don't know your circumstances like am i being jerked around like how many how many times has the person canceled what's the person's occupation where maybe they have to cancel on you or like like what if they're in school and they have a job right and they're busy all the time and they're like, oh man, I wanted to hang out, but I got to put my schoolwork first. And so they keep canceling on you. Think about it, Shade. You're in that situation. Super busy. Band yeah. practices, all of that. You might not be jerk. You might not be jerking her around. You might really like her. It's all about the circumstances. Yeah. It's all about. No, it's we, true. You gotta, if I were to date someone, out, I'd probably can... have like ten minutes a day for him. You <laughs> <laughs> say you you got to use your own. You gotta you gotta use your best brain, and you gotta you know you gotta have faith. And like I said, if you're happy in the relationship, you're happy in the relationship. Don't ask unnecessary questions and make yourself unhappy. Yeah, there's no, no reason. Fair. I've asked a lot of unnecessary questions and made myself unhappy. With my unnecessary answers that I really didn't need. And so if you feel like you're being jerked around, you're not getting what you need. If you're just asking to ask, don't ask to ask. And yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't like if you're happy in your relationship. Be happy in your relationship. I think that's a great note to end on for our virtual dating plus. I'd like to move on to a horror recommendation, actually, for our Spooktober special. Spooktober! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this week, I'd actually like to recommend a classic. So, uh, my personal favorite horror franchise of all time, and you have to kind of like the gore a little bit to get into it, but is Hellraiser. If you watch... The first and the second Hellraiser, you'll understand what I'm talking about, but it is an artistic take on the idea of demons and, um, well, you know, basically <coughs> hell, if you will, but it's kind of blurring the lines between pain and pleasure, giving us an understanding of what it really means to be in hell in a totally different way. Um, it also has a lot of very, um, I would say, kind of gory scenes. Um, so if you're into the whole shock value, it's got that going on too. Um, 
And with that, I think we also have the rundown tonight. The rundown. No, no. Tonight, it's the no huddle. College oh, it's football. the no huddle. Tomorrow's college game day. Y'all know I'm a big hypocrite because I'm talking all this trash about the NCAA and still watching every single game. I'm mad about it. Like, Shade, <laughs> I'm pissed off. I came home that one time and turned my TV on, and it just so happened to be on the Florida game. And I'm disgusted with myself. I watched all day, and I've been watching all day every Saturday since. I'm mad. The no huddle, though. So, Billy Eyelash was... Eilish. Uh, Billy Eyelash, as in... She know. has eyelashes? Like She's got some eye. I was going to say, everybody has some eyelashes. Billy Eyelash. Her, uh, she got body shamed. Um, oh, no. She, and the reason that it's news is because she specifically wears baggy clothes. So yeah, people I know. don't talk about her body. And the one time she did, like, homegirl can't even go to the pool, like, I don't think what she even happened? goes to the pool. Where, or, where did she go to get body shamed? She just walked out of her house. I think she was getting like the mail or something. What did they say? People said terrible. I think one of the top things said about her was like she has a like 30-year-old wine mom body or something. A wine mom body. And I was like. No. It's really a shame people can't just like. Like, it's a shame people can't just let people live, if that makes sense. In yeah. The, in the sense, like, you don't, one, when it comes to attraction, you don't have to be attracted to everybody. So if there's somebody who's not attractive to you, there's no reason to tell them that. And then, yeah, I just, I really don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, you're it's just. It's incredibly disappointing. You're at where you're at, man. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're trying to get on, like, you know, a health journey, please, absolutely do exactly that. But, you know, like, people shouldn't be shamed for how they look. Like, yeah, like, and then, like, I understand, like, if you want, like, your boy to get in shape or something, you're like, hey, man, like, you're getting out of shape. You should come with me with the gym, blah, blah, blah. Like, health. I, I understand, like, if you're looking into, like, the health of the person. Like yeah. you and I started talking like about exactly. working out, drinking water, the health, like, and you know, but it's different between just, you know, like wanting better for a person, just criticizing them to criticize them. And it's like, it's like everybody, it's like as a kid, you learned all these rules. And as an adult, you found out that adults are just hypocrites, big giant hypocrites. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That was yep. a big thing when we were a kid. And it's like, dang, I'm an adult now. And I just see like, fo shoot, folks don't have anything nice to say these days. It's almost nope. like you're a kid. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. If you're a, or if you don't have any, yeah. And then it's, if you're an adult, it's like, if you don't have anything mean to say, don't say anything at all. Like, I know. Like, keep it's it to you. Like, if backwards. you have something positive, if you have something nice to say, keep it to yourself. Like, yeah. No, it's sad. Hippie. Um, Amy Cooper was charged. Amy Cooper With what? is the. Uh, that's an excellent question. What did they charge her with? Probably filing a false nine one one report. 
she was the one she didn't know the guy was recording her. And all he did was ask her to put her dog on a leash. And she was like, I'm going to call the police and tell them you're assaulting me. Yeah. And the whole time he was recording her, he was like, ma'am, I just asked you to put your dog on a leash. Da, da, da. And um, she was foolish. Yep. She was. And they, I'm frustrated with her being charged because they said that her punishment is more likely than not she's going to have to like take a class. Wow. To learn about how that's harmful. It's like, wow. You don't think she knew like how that was harmful when class. she dialed 911? Yeah. When she said, blacks don't have the right to tell me what to do? And she knew what she was doing. Yeah, like, oh, you're going to learn. It was really, really harmful, Amy Cooper. Like, she knew. I say, I say lock her up for attempted homicide, honestly. If you have, like, a really liberal DA, I would say, yeah, you called the cops on someone black talking about some. They're assaulting me, help. Like, and then they have their phone in their hand, and you already know a phone in the hand is in the police is just a situation waiting to happen. Yep. She should be charged with attempted murder and thrown in jail. Like, I don't mean to, you know, take an extra, you know, fiery standpoint, but the truth is she should spend time in jail. That's extra malicious. It is. That is super malicious. And whether you're black or white like it's it's malicious like it's say it's saying something false about somebody um and so yeah baseball the dodgers won tonight shade you know they staved off elimination the astros are cheating again as a matter of fact the astros went down three games to nothing and now it's tied three to three they literally started cheating again and now they're going to win the World Series. Yep. You heard it here first. If the Astros continue to win like this, especially if they continue to win without losing, they're all a bunch of cheaters. I'm mad. I'm extra mad that the Astros have a chance to win, a better chance to win the World Series right now, seemingly so, than the LA Dodgers. Astros aren't the better team, but the Dodgers, they're down 3-2. to two. They have to get through Max Freed pitching. Uh, unfortunately, Clayton Kershaw got blown up last night. Blown up. It's ugly stuff. Baseball is frustrating. It's a very frustrating sport. Georgia and Alabama tomorrow. You wouldn't believe it. Shade, Nick Saban has COVID. No. Yep, and I was listening to the Paul Feinbaum show. It's the show where they call... Uh, Folks call in, like they're SEC viewers, so it's a bunch of like Southern folks talking. And I'm mad they had like they've had like whole mask debates on the show. Like whether his mask was adequate or not. Somebody was like, Well, you know, like a mask just don't don't protect you from COVID. There's no point in wearing a mask. Paul Feinbaum was like, Well, you know, I'm I'm just excited for the day. You know, like he's like a, a TV personality, like on he has like an ESPN contract. He can't be doing all that foolishness. He said, well, I just look forward to the day I don't have to wear a mask and hung up on the person. (laughs) (laughs) It's so silly. The Florida game was also canceled. uh, Oh, really? Because of COVID, yeah. Oh, no. Oddly enough, a reporter broke the story from the school newspaper. Hmm. Uh, The school had tried to say that they only had five COVID cases. And homegirl goes, oh, my God. No, you have 19. And the AP came in and confirmed it. And I was like. Wow, I was shocked. This was after Dan Mullen said that, you know, 
he wanted the stands packed. He wanted a sellout crowd at his next home game. Oh my god. Governor Don, uh Ron DeSantis is with it. Like y'all in Florida, have fun. Like Yeah, geez. I really don't know what to tell you. Speaking of having That is fun, not safe at all. You all know how we always end. Shade, if you could uh play the music for me. You got it. Well, guys, here we are. Another week down, another week you conquered. You always knew you were going to be here. Now you get the whole weekend. Rest, relax, spend it with family, have a beer. Do what you must, but take care of yourself. Do the things you need to put to put a smile not just on your face, but on your mind, your heart, and your soul. And with that being said, it's your boy Jackie C. And Shade. This is 86.5 The Vibe. It's your favorite chat. Thanks for joining us at the fireside. Y'all have a wonderful night.